Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Virtual Athlete Podcast. I am your host, Chris Jardine, a.k.a. Snaggle J. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to do a follow-up on a Madden 19 topic from last week. We are going to talk about the early reviews on WWE 2K19. We're going to talk about the most recent NHL 19 patch. And we are going to talk about the future of cross-play in sports games, given Sony's recent relaxing of their cross-play prerogatives. As always, guys, the Virtual Athlete Podcast is brought to you by my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash snagglej. For a fun, positive, and inclusive gaming community, come on by to twitch.tv slash snagglej and hit that follow button. Become a snagaholic, come by, have some fun, and we'll play some video games. Last week on the podcast, we talked about Madden's October patch and an issue... Um, that was arising, especially for PS4 users when it comes to um, an increase in blue screens, uh, in franchise, and in Ultimate Team. Um, I wanted to give a little bit of an update on this because the devs have actually acknowledged that uh, that was a more widespread issue than the few people that I had seen talk about it. Uh, and that they are working on issuing a fix. Um, that patch may actually, or it's a hot fix, I think they're calling it, an emergency hot fix. Um I think it might already be out um, by the time you hear this, uh, but I did want to uh, issue an update because I know I had a lot of feedback from um, listeners last week saying, yes, I've seen some blue screens, um, especially on PlayStation. A lot of them were franchise users, uh, but like I said, uh, they did acknowledge that was an issue and they have worked to rectify that as quickly as possible. WWE 2K19 hit its worldwide release um, today. Uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday anyway, um, the early edition, uh, I think it was the deluxe edition and the woo edition, you actually have to say it that way, um, were out on Friday. Uh, I have not played the game myself, but I have talked to a lot of people who have had some time with the game. I uh, ingested a lot of streams um, over the weekend. Uh, I have to say, overall, I am impressed with um, the improvements they've made to career mode, Um while it will, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it because I have watched a lot of it. Um, but like, it's a little cheesy, the story. Um, some of the shots that they take at indie wrestling is, is kind of funny. It's kind of off the cut. I mean, it's WWE, right? You know, anything that 2K was going to put into this story mode that WWE had, was going to have approval on. Uh, and that shows through in some of the, in the little off the cuff comedic moments that happen. Um, the voice acting is very, very good. Uh, that's definitely something that elevates the mode, uh, in my opinion. Um, one thing that I've seen, and, and I don't know how they're going to think, but the loading. The loading, the loading times, even on the 8.5 generation consoles, the Pro and the 1X, there is an, a significant amount of loading and loading times, um, almost to the point where that turns me off of wanting to play the mode. Um, I mean, for someone who is a streamer, if you're streaming the game, I mean, it's great, uh, because you have those natural loading times where you can catch up on your chat and, you know, cause when you're actually in a match, it's not really conducive to watching the chat and, you know, interacting with chat and reading out subs and donos. But when you have those natural, you know, long loading times integrated into the mode for a content creator, it's actually helpful. 
um, because you're going to get, you know, those those nice pauses where you can read the chat and read the subs and donuts. But those loading times do seem like they would be extremely frustrating. Um, I am maintaining my position on WWE 2K19 that I will not buy it until some sort of, of sale, probably a... Um, probably you know black friday maybe christmas sale i mean it's just we've talked about this before guys it is just such a loaded loaded lineup of launches i mean you know you had like even without even outside of the sport well especially outside of the sports room i mean sports from you really have only had forza and uh, WWE, but I mean, outside of that, you have Assassin's Creed, um, you have uh, the upcoming Pokemon games, upcoming um, uh, Super Smash Brothers, you have Fallout 76, we have Red Dead 2, I mean, there's just so many good games coming up right now, uh, and for me, I would rather save my 80 Canadian dollars and, and buy something else and pick up WWE at a later date when it maybe drops down to 30 or $35, uh, maybe $50 for the deluxe edition with all the extra content would be something that, um, that I would splurge at. But like I said, overall, it does look like a good game. I think a lot of the fears of people leading up to the release with 2k seeming to avoid talking about gameplay at all costs. Um, I think the gameplay seems to be at the very worst. It's similar. Um, I have talked to a few uh, players and a few creators who have said it's marginally better. Um, but like I said, overall, it does look like a fine, um, you know, par for the course WWE game from 2K. Just not one I'm going to buy right now. Uh, moving on, guys. NHL 19 got a new patch this past week, uh, 1.2.0. And I tell you what, it has really sent a shock um, through the community um, I have talked to many people who play this game competitively, uh, who play franchise. It, it, this patch has been received overwhelmingly in the negative from what I have perceived. I know I have seen some people on Reddit and Twitter who have said nice things. Um, but overall, and I'm not going to list everything that's in the patch, but I'm going to go over some of the common gripes I've seen um, since this patch has come out. The biggest one is... The overall theme of this patch, I think, for most people who have who have downloaded it and who have played significant time with it. Now, for me personally, I've played probably 10 to 12 full games online, offline, a combination. Uh, and my biggest complaint, and I think the biggest complaint of a lot of users, is that they've tried to regress the gameplay back towards NHL 18. Um, the stop on a dime scouting or skating, um, the, the unrealistic skating. Um, the, the apparent return of, you know, being able to spam poke check as a defensive strategy. I haven't seen a lot of that, but I will say that the, the poke check has definitely undergone some strengthening without, um, you know, without any sort of penalty involved. Uh, but like overall, I feel like this patch took the things that I enjoyed the upgrades that I enjoyed about NHL 19 over 18 and took them away. Um, I, I have gone on the record as saying that the NHL 19 five-on-five five versus CPU experience is the best we've ever seen in a, in a hockey game. And I don't feel like I can say that anymore. I feel like 
you know, with, with the, the difference, the way they've changed the skating mechanics, the way they've changed the way you play defense, um, they, they've taken that down a notch, in my opinion. And, and like I said, this patch, for the most part, has been um, received overwhelmingly negative in the community. Now, they have reached out and they've started looking into it. I know I've seen um, community manager or the community manager and some other, you know, game changers, you know, kind of collecting what they can about the game. And, and, you know, they've reached out on, they actually had a thread posted on Reddit um, from the community manager saying, we understand there's a lot of feedback regarding patch 1.2.0. If you're experiencing any issues, frustrations, please try to post them here as it's easier to keep track of than in separate posts. Additionally, if there are other things you'd like to let us know, or if there's, uh, if there are things that you like, please let us know as well. Now, of course, this is this thread is just is absolutely garbage because now um, people are saying, oh, why does it ask me if I'm sure I want to open a hockey bag? Uh, is there any hope of us getting off like stuff that's not related to the patch? A lot of them are valid comments, but again, the the internet proves that you can't stay on freaking task when it comes to trying to provide feedback. The the first four comments, which all have multiple replies, um. They have nothing to do with the patch. Adidas uniforms. I mean, obviously that's exciting. But still, the 2025-26 free agent class best in history. I mean, I, I, it's, I don't know what's going on here. Like, it's... Regardless of me being frustrated with the way people provide feedback... Um, you know, it, but the, the the dev team and the community team have um, reached out. They they do recognize that the feedback for this patch is definitely on the negative side of the equation, and they are reaching out more so than they would if this was a regular patch, saying, "Hey, we understand that there's a lot of things that are upset." Um. Uh, there are some definitely good things in the patch. The autofill that they added for trading in sets in uh, Ultimate Team has been nice. But then they turned around and they broke the auction house experience, um, which a lot of people are upset about. That they changed the way the uh, auction house works. I mean, overall, I, I'm not laying blame. I'm not involved in an NHL feedback circle. Um I post my thoughts. I can only speak to what I know. Uh, like I can, again, I can only speak to what I know. And my experience with the game is I enjoyed NHL 19 a lot more before patch 1.2.0 came out. Um, <clears throat> that's really all I can say. Whether it's something they're going to look at trying to roll back some of these things trying to you know fix some of these things um i can't speak to that i don't know where the devs are at with that they haven't came out with any sort of concrete plan that says hey this is what we're going to do hey we're going to roll this back um at least not at the time of me recording this podcast um but again personally and i feel like this seems to be a common opinion on the internet right now we enjoyed the game a lot more before 1.2.0 came out. That's pretty much all there is to say. I still find it an enjoyable hockey game. 
Um, you know, I've been diving into some EASHL uh, six-on-six drop-ins. I've been playing, you know, some offline franchise. And, I mean, I'm still enjoying the game. I just enjoyed it more before this patch came out. Um, let me know, guys, if you guys are playing NHL, if you, if you have some time on the new patch, let me know. Jump down in the comments below. Um, I mean, let me know what you guys think the comments below. This is not YouTube, Snaggle. Come on, be smart. Hit me up on the Twitter machine, at SnaggleJ. Let me know your thoughts. I'm not even going to edit that out of the podcast. I'm just going to leave that in so you guys can all see the rink-a-dink operation that, I, that I'm rolling with here. Um, so our big topic for this week, everyone, that I want to talk about is, for those of you who may be living under a rock, or for those of you who just absolutely do not care, um, Sony has finally scaled back their absolute objection to crossplay. Now, I don't care what anybody says. I know people have said, oh, I a little backstory. So Sony really announced, it was like a week and a half ago. It wasn't really uh, enough fleshed out in time for me to get it on last week's episode of the pod, but I'm, we're going to talk about it this week. Sony released a beta version of all platform play related specifically to Fortnite. Um, finally, Fortnite got so big and so massive that Sony finally had to say, okay, we will let Sony people play with Xbox and Nintendo and PC players. Because the, up until this point, you could not. If you had a PlayStation account for Fortnite, you couldn't play with anybody else. And your account was locked to Sony, which was... I think for a lot of people, a huge problem. That was the bigger issue because Fortnite is free. You could They could move to PC or Xbox or Nintendo Switch like I did, but the fact that I couldn't take any of my skins or my account with me was absolute bullshit. Honestly, it was absolute BS. So finally, Sony came out and said, okay, we're going to allow Fortnite people to play together and we're going to ex do this in a quote-unquote beta type of thing. And they did it in the most Sony way possible by saying, you know, we're doing this for the good of our fan base and, and you know, making sure that Sony maintains that it's the, you know, the place to play your games and play with your friends. Like, give me a break. You're literally the obstruction to this happening and you're trying to take a curtain call while finally saying, hey, we can let people play on different systems, give me a break. So, a lot of people have said, well, you know, this is Bethesda being having influence. and This is 100% off-the-cuff Fortnite-related. I mean, yes, Bethesda had some pretty mean things to say that, you know, that during the development of Fallout 76, they knew Sony was going to be a problem. Other companies have said things. Um, but here's the thing. And again, this is a sports gaming podcast. So let's wrap it back around to that. What does this mean for the future of sports gaming? Does this finally mean that we are going to get true cross play in some of our favorite games? Does this mean that I will be able to take my Madden team online and play against someone on Xbox? Um, does this finally mean that we are going to have one set of ultimate team leaderboards, um, uh, instead of having an Xbox set and a PlayStation set? Um, 
I can't answer those questions, but here's the thing. This is not something that I envision rolling out to sports games right away. Fortnite got as big as it did, got as massive as it did, got as influential as it did because it's a free game that makes Sony, residually makes Sony a fortune because you know damn well they're getting a cut off of in-app, in-game purchases that are purchased through the PSN store. You know they are. Every time someone buys V-Bucks, Sony's getting a cut. But what they ultimately saw, the only way Sony gets down off their high horse and does this is that they saw that users were moving to another platform. They finally said, we want to play with our friends on PC. We want to play with our friends on Xbox. We want to play with our friends on Nintendo Switch. I actually think you can play PC to PS4. You could before. So I'm probably wrong in saying PC in that group. But basically, Sony users wanted to play with all other platforms. So what did they do? Well, they started migrating to other platforms. And it probably wasn't in huge numbers because of the reason I mentioned earlier that your account was locked to Sony and you lost your progress and you lost your... Um, skins and stuff like that. But that probably didn't stop some users. It's a free game. If you're willing to give up your account, there was literally no cost for moving to another platform. So something had to give for Sony to say, we're not going to be obstructionist about this anymore. And the way that we all know Sony is it had to start... Listen, if you're out there trying to think that Sony's trying to be progressive with all this stuff... Get your head out of the sand. Sony has only, will only, ever act in the name of dollars and cents. That has always been their motto. They beat their chest when they win. They're having a great console cycle versus the Xbox and versus the Nintendo Switch. Although I'm sure they see Nintendo's software sales uh, in the latter half of 2017 and so far in 2018. And it probably gives them a bit of worry. Sony has the best exclusives. They are winning the console wars right now. So the only reason for them to unlock crossplay is because it was costing them money. Don't think that they did this for noble reasons like all of the Sony executives tried to play it up. That we're providing the best experience for our users. Then why were you in the way in the first place? And with games like... Fallout 76 coming up with Red Dead Redemption 2 having an online mode. You know, th this seemed like a good time for Sony to be like, okay, let's take, let's finally, let's finally stop this. And let's put something out there that, you know, our users can finally do what they've wanted to do and could do on Xbox and could do on Nintendo and let everyone play together. But the reality of it is coming to sports gaming is probably not something we're going to see right away. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if it's something that EA would want right away. They've spent a lot of time and effort separating the infrastructures for Xbox and PS4. 
that maybe they're not interested in a right away everyone being on the same level. You know, it would it would have a, a very huge impact on Ultimate Team. Imagine Ultimate Team only having one auction house. Is that something that that EA wants? Only having one auction house means that you're going to have twice as many cards on the one house, which will probably drive prices down, which will probably, you know, cut into their bottom line of people who, you know, buy points and rip packs and end up with coins. And I mean, it's all speculation, right? Would I like to see the eventuality of crossplay on sports games? Absolutely. I would love to be able to play EASHL with my Xbox friends. I would love to be able to play Madden with my Xbox friends. I would love to be able to have a connected franchise in Madden with my Xbox friends because they all moved to Xbox and I'm not buying an Xbox solely to play CFM. Would I like to see crossplay in every sports game? Absolutely. Obviously, exception being MLB The Show because MLB The Show is a Sony exclusive. Remember that does not mean that MLB The Show will be coming to Xbox. It's never going to happen. But do I think it's something that's going to be in the immediate future? I really, really don't think so. Um, I, I, like, I would be surprised if the next iterations, so the what well, I guess which what would be the 20 series for EA had crossplay. I'd be surprised. I think it might be something that they build into um their next gen versions of games. I really do. Um with maybe the exception of them having crossplay exhibition which really doesn't require any infrastructure on EA's end, it's going to be just infrastructure on Sony's end and Microsoft's end of just allowing two people to connect with regular teams. But as far as it coming to ultimate teams, I think it's going to be a few years before EA is able to make that work in a way that is going to be effective for us and effective for them. What do you guys think about Sony relaxing on crossplay? What do you guys think it means for the future of sports games? Um, let me know. Hit me on the Twitter machine at Snaggle J. I always love hearing your feedback um i got this dm last week uh great show but you were dead wrong about ncaa it was a bad game wow not gonna give out that the username of the guy who sent me that because he will get eviscerated on twitter but again everyone's entitled to their opinion if you have an opinion of your own Slide onto my Twitter at Snaggle J. Send me your thoughts. I'm always there. I'm always happy to engage in a civil, productive conversation. Anyways, guys, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Virtual Athlete Podcast. Um, whatever platform you listen to it on, I thank you for your listening time. I thank you for your subscription. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch at Snaggle J. All of those platforms are absolute gold, especially my Instagram. My IG game is, whew, it's infrequent, 
But when I'm on the game, it's top-notch. As always, guys, I appreciate each and every one of you. And until next time, peace.